This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. Therapeutic Associates Physical Therapy, your partner in health. Bacon, you gotta love it. And Summer's Funeral Home, every life leaves a legacy. The Eagle and North End 76 stations and on-the-fly service station on Collister and State. McDowell Specialty Repair. Susie Boyle Mortgage Team and Castle and Cook Mortgage LLC. Stop by their new location at 512 North 13th Street in Boise, online at sboyle.castlecookmortgage.com. And now, here's your host for Game Plan for Life, Skip Hall. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Well, today, back in the saddle is John Strain. We're going to continue our, uh, our series on You Gotta Ask. It's a campaign and curiosity starting with a compelling question. So compelling questions arrest attention and are persistently influential, John. So let's talk about some of the principles, starting with number one. That's always a good place to start. You bet. You know, we, um, we, we talked about what I call the platinum question uh, last week, Skip, it's kind of my ultimate question. It's an enduring, uh, valuable question. You know, platinum is is more rare than gold, yeah, and it's right. uh, a valuable, precious metal. So I like this because compelling questions are really valuable, and they're the, and they stick with you. Mm, they stay with yep. people. I I told you a story last week before I get into the platinum question about. Um, when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, actually, we talked about um, this experience I had in a graveyard and after school, uh, and a, my non-Christian, non-religious girlfriend yep. asked me, what do you think's going to happen to you when you die? And it just blew me up. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I couldn't answer. I just wanted to get out of there yeah. and uh, shut the conversation off and, and did, just left, and it was abrupt. Well, what happened was that question worked me over for two months, Mm. and it led to me going what I call palms up in Palm Desert, California, where I left Montana, went down there to work, and but I was down there, and uh, that question just Mm -hmm. worked me over. Yeah, and I could didn't have an answer for it. I was guilty. I didn't know what happened when I died. I felt like I was on. As John three sixteen says, the perishing side of not not on the eternal life side, but I was in the perishing place. That's how I felt, and I thought I'm going to die, and so what? Mm. Will my you know will my life have counted for anything? And uh, so I I thought the only place to go was Jesus. Yeah. And so her compelling question brought me to that place, and 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 honestly. The reason I even do this, why we're writing this book, and you got to ask, and why why we're even engaging in this stuff at all, is that I think everyone wants to be compelling mm. and forthright, sharing the amazing grace of Jesus, if we've met that. 
And uh, but we need to create space and margin for other people yep. to enter in. Yep. Yep. And and in a way, my girlfriend kind of did that. She backed off. You know, she was she had no agenda except mm-hmm. curiosity. Mm-hmm. And um, so she backed that off. And and so, uh, but that was a big pivot for John. You know, I it was huge, and my whole life trajectory changed uh, from that question because mm-hmm. other things started happening afterwards i gave my life to christ accepted received his forgiveness and his presence in my life and the gift of eternal life and so all very big stuff so we kind of get back to you know um yeah compelling questions arrest attention and mm-hmm. they they are persistently influential and uh, and then we talked about this other question, uh, the one that I think is so big, the platinum one, um, it is, and I'll just tell you what it is mm-hmm. again. Okay. So the platinum question is, uh, and I, it assumes nothing, assuming that there's a God, and you can ask God any question you want, yeah. and you have a few minutes yep. with him, and, and you can get an answer. What would your question be? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you just want to take God to task on an issue. Yeah. What is your subject matter. And this is a question that 99.9% of the population wants to answer. They, they might get stuck on it for a second, but they, want, they are compelled to answer it, much in the same way I felt compelled to answer Karen's question sure. in the graveyard. Sure. Only, only the, this, the platinum question is platinum because it's, it's just good for everybody anywhere. And so it gets folks thinking and... and um, and uh, we don't assume anything, and we also even invite hostility if there's some of that right, present. And that's right. what I, I want to hear that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we talked about that. It reveals what we long for in our yeah. troubles. So we hear that, hear a response. And remember, I think I told you there's about three responses right. to it. One was evil and suffering is heavy, big response, you know, 60% perhaps. Then another big response is, what is my purpose? What's the mm-hmm. point of life? And then a third one, a distant third, that these are just the big three, is uh, how am I doing? Mm-hmm. And what do you think of me? Yep. And those are the kind of questions people have for God. Yeah. So anyway, those, those tee up a lot of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, before we move into the, the next principle – I just want to uh, let our listeners know that this is the third program in a series with John Strain about you got to ask. So you can go back and catch uh, program one and two the last uh, couple of weeks by going to 941thevoice.com slash game plan for life and just scroll down and they'll be the most recent one. So if you want to catch up or you missed it, why a good place to go so all right john well let's uh let's continue down the road here so we've got another principle yeah well so let's suppose i've asked this question to someone and they've given me a response such as evil and suffering well i'll give you an example i we were out at the fork restaurant uh, a few months back before covid and um we had an out of um country visitor um he was here picking up his wife, who had been doing some research here in town. And uh, so we went to dinner. 
we got talking about life, and he's asked me what I did, and I used the platinum question. Sure. So I said, how would you answer that? And so he mentioned, you know, the evil and suffering mm -hmm. side of things. Yep. So I asked him this question next. So of all the questions you could have asked, why did you ask this one? Mm -hmm. Well, what was behind his, his initial answer uh, of evil and suffering was the, I, we got into some life story. His, uh, I think it was his niece, who was a young child, mm -hmm. died from cancer. Yeah. And you go, oh my gosh, this is like huge. So, uh, so it's not just a, a, an intellectual amusement right. for him. Right. This is like a huge deal. Real life issue. Yeah. And, and so I find compelling questions uh, bring empathetic understanding of others in life context. And that would be kind of the principle here, Skip, mm -hmm. underneath this question. Because I hear something like that, and I immediately, um, and my wife was present there, but we immediately entered empathetically into the conversation at a different level. Because now we've understood something about his life context. And... We often say life context and just context in general is the Supreme Court mm -hmm. of interpreting any narrative. Yeah. You know? So it, it's the ultimate. And if we don't know the story, then we really don't know the person. And we have no basis to, to judge them or to judge what they're saying. So we spend a lot of time exploring uh, life yeah and kind of what's behind a question mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. um, we're not just about dispensing answers we want to yeah. you know provide uh, answer the person and not just a question right 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 well speaking of compelling questions uh, so of all the questions you could have asked why did you ask this one <laughs> you know so when my friend Jim said this, we, we have our childhood, and then we spend the rest of our lives trying to get over it. <laughs> Which, and there's a statement of life context. Yeah. So that one question reveals so much, and now I want to unpack that so a little bit. And um, I remember this was uh, maybe a couple of years ago now. Um. You know, we all have an appointment with death. Yeah, nobody's hundred percent certainty of that. So I'm at a funeral, and it was a little bit different. It was a Jewish funeral, and that which was fascinating to me. Um, some of the things, and I was taking all kinds of notes. And I thought, why didn't I think of that? Um, but uh, so a friend's wife had passed away. I would say an acquaintance, and they weren't people we knew well. Um, I know there were some. Uh, she had suffered from some uh, uh, mental illness in her mm -hmm. final years, very difficult yeah. for, for everyone. And um, Alan chose to speak about his wife in a really beautiful and brilliant way. Mm. And I, I just thought this was cool. Because um, what do you say right. at the end of a, of a dark season like that? But he said, he got up and he said, you know, to speak of, my wife and her life, we need to think of it as the book of Leslie. Mm -hmm. And I went, oh my gosh. If we only focused on the final chapters and the pervading darkness, we would not have a clear picture of the woman I fell in love with. Mm -hmm. 
and her giftedness and contributions. And then he went on, skipped outline for us, you know, her professional and personal achievements, which were impressive. And I just, uh, I was, I was imagining a little bit more, uh, you know, he gave us some little spots, you know, some paragraphs, some sentences, some chapters, some themes, lessons, and so forth, you know, little snippets mm-hmm. that we really um, got to know her through that and know her in context. And, um, and so it, for some reason, it just redeemed the darkness. And it was, it was a really cool thing, but I thought, here again, um, you know, it's why we ask these compelling questions because that's what brings empathetic understanding when we understand a person in, in their life context. So that's what's going on under that mm-hmm, question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us more about these questions. Well, you know, um, given that, we, we have a, a feature that we enjoy. Uh, we call it the Adventure Dinner, mm-hmm. and um, we'll bring a chef into um, maybe a home, into a kitchen, takes over, prepares a four-course meal. Um, I love it because we combine the best of everything. We want to have um, the fine food, interesting people, and compelling questions. Yeah. So every course has a theme. Mm-hmm. And so we, uh, to be honest with you, the platinum question became the platinum question <laughs> through the adventure dinner because I discovered, you know, uh, the first two courses were very relational. And so um, people are really connecting over the food and so forth and the vino and just having a great time together. And a little bit of history, a little bit of what they're passionate about or what refreshes them. And then they're by the third course, they are ready for some meat. Yeah. And not just because it's the theme is meaty, hearty, right. um, established by the chef, but, but also because they, they want to get into some, uh, something meaty with each other, you know, intellectually. And so I, I describe this um, when I ask the question, uh, I said, okay, you guys, I don't know what all your beliefs are, but let's just assume Mm-hmm. That um, there is a God, mm-hmm. you have an audience with them and uh, with the Almighty, and you can ask anything you want, mm-hmm. or just maybe you just want to take them to task yeah, on an issue. Yeah. What are you gonna What are you gonna ask? And well, you know they are so connected by this point that everybody's lunging mm-hmm. to get in. And I said, no, I need to you know have you restrain yourselves yeah. a little bit to not get into. Don't start just talking about it. Just give us the question right. or the subject yeah. until everybody has a chance to give theirs around the table. Yeah. It is everything I can do yeah. to uh, get them to hold back. Sure. Um, but here's what will happen. It's it's almost like laying a piece of bacon over a dog's nose. Have yeah. you ever seen these <laughs> commercials? Oh, yeah. or, you know, and then the dog's salivating, and then the master says, go, you know, and the dog annihilates the bacon in a, just a gulp. Yeah. and. That's kind of how it is. So anyway, we've we've had more fun with this question, and I, the reason I use it all the time now is because it was so effective in that setting. And uh, so I'm always, I'm kind of hoping maybe uh, people will ask me what I think, but sometimes uh, as a host, I have a little too much power mm-hmm. in that role, so I, I let them ask me, I pray they will ask me, 
because I because my response I my question kind of segues mm-hmm. helps uh, to some other opportunities, but so this one night we were over at our mutual friend Brian's house. Mm-hmm. He and his wife were hosting this, and uh, we had uh, such an interesting evening, um, really fun. But one of the one of the guests, uh, a woman who was just very feisty, very snarky <laughs> and prickly yeah, throughout yeah, the dinner. Yeah. And I, I sensed she was under a little bit of tension. And um, so, you know, we just kind of sat and listened. And so we, when we had this moment on the third question, she, um, you know, the, the platinum question, she was shared this story about a really bad experience in a church with a pastor uh, during a ceremony and something he said right. that she just took huge offense at. And I thought, I'm thinking in my mind, I think she missed missed the point. You know, I don't think most pastors wouldn't do something like that. Yeah. So I, part of me wanted to go vindicate the pastor a little bit, but I thought, no, this is real pain. She shared this. It was hard for her to get it out. She's already kind of a little defensive and everything. So she got done and I just... I just said I'm going to check the judgment and and uh, and replace it with empathy. And so I just said, "Hey, I'm sorry this happened to you, but I'm really glad you shared it and got it off your chest." And yeah. Skip, I don't know what happened, but it just kind of f- flipped things. And then, um, so we had almond cake and Cuban coffee and some free play conversation and finished off the dinner. Well. We're standing. Everybody stayed for another hour. Wow. I mean, and we're just standing and talking. So Pam and I, my wife Pam and I, are speaking with her and her husband. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, you know, she goes, I've been nervous all week. I kept thinking about what was going to be talked about and and if I could keep from swearing. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, oh, so which yeah. kind of described, you know, uh, gave an explanation for some of her, her snarky uh, tone. But then uh, she goes, now after the dinner, I'm hoping to have a similar dinner and bring up these questions. And she goes, I think we need to have another one and, and bring up what does, what does the Bible have to say about these questions? And I'm sitting here just stunned she wants yeah. to bring the bible into yeah. this you know yeah. and i said well you know we could probably we do, that. do that and then she goes is there an adventure dinner for children <laughs> and, and so we talked about that i said well there's not but you could do one you know and anyway um we just saw how how these compelling questions and her experience of empathy created understanding for all of us and and because we got more into her life context and what some things that had happened, and Skip, it just completely opened her heart yeah. and soul. She became a new person, a different person, just in the discussion. Just like a key unlocking a door. I talk about sometimes the soft eye that happens when people have been satiated yeah. by good food and and conversation and connectivity. And she had a soft eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going out that night, and I said that that left an impression on me. Yeah, you know, yeah. the you, need for all this. You just don't know what's lurking inside of people. In fact, I, I really like this this uh, statement. You know, our lives are full of chapters, paragraphs, sentences, words, themes, and lessons. 
but we reveal only certain sections based on our, our ego needs, the common ground, the need to know, and soul safety. And sometimes too much pain, shame, or guilt lurks. What would you say to that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it compels me to be a safe listener yeah. and to seek to hear the lives of others in sacred ground context. So, uh, you know, and I think we need to respect people's boundaries. Yep. And so maybe a little tip on this, you know, people respect us when we employ the practice of asking permission to ask. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes if I don't, uh, if I'm not sure if I can ask a question, mm -hmm. I will just say, you know, I have I, something I'd like to ask you about, but, uh, you know, maybe I'd like to ask you permission if, you know, if I could go into this and here's mm -hmm. my topic and... Mm -hmm. You know, and here and here's the question. And then I give them the right of refusal, right. or if they go, you know, I'm not comfortable talking about that. It's rare that somebody will respond that way, but mm -hmm. but sometimes they do, and I'm really glad I asked permission. Yeah. <laughs> so right, right, so right. that's a that is a big deal. Well, too. being a being a safe listener, you know, most people listen to to quickly respond rather than listening to understand and. You know, that, that understanding what they're really sharing and, and being a safe person, you know, that, that, that's really what it's all about. Yeah. 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 So, you know, in uh, each of these questions, um, you know, we start with that platinum question. It opens up. So of all the questions you could have asked, why that one? And then we get into life context. Mm -hmm. So some of the follow-up questions that we can ask – continue to unpack things. And, you know, when we get together again in the next show, um, I want to segue this to compelling questions, how they stimulate openness to what we need to know. And there, there's another platinum, we'll call it platinum number three. And I won't get into it now, but I think it um, continues. So we might want to say, how would you answer this question for yourself right now? Mm -hmm. And so all of these expose need. They expose, oh, well, how could I relate to God? Yeah. Is there a God? What do I, how do I feel about God? Mm -hmm. Well, of all the questions you could have asked, and that gets into my life context more and kind of how, I, how I'm experiencing them. And then, But I want to know where a person is at now. Yeah. You know, and what... So what if you, could you just answer your own question for yourself? So I'm gonna we'll talk about that yeah. in the next show. Yeah, yeah. Well, John, why don't you explain to our listeners just uh, how you go about an adventure dinner? How you ask? Uh, how you put it together? What it takes? I mean, people can do this. This is this is not hard at all, and it brings people together. And and of course, we've got a little bit of a COVID issue right now, but that's right. Hopefully, yeah. that's going to go away at some point. But uh, What's the structure, and, and how do you get people uh, invited? Well, they're really fun, uh, and they're fascinating. And I'm, I'm really glad you asked about that, Skip. Um, I have a handbook, by the way, if somebody wants to. Okay. If you're kind of intrigued by this. We wrote it up, and that's transferable. And how easy. do they get a hold of Yeah, me? you can get a hold of me at jstrain at yougottaask.com. And we have a website up now too. It's not built out properly, but right, right. you can still contact us. Just you gotta ask dot com. Okay, so okay. that's easier if somebody's having a struggle there. But the adventure dinner is probably the coolest thing 
I've ever been able to be a part put together. Yep. I love doing. I would do one every week mm-hmm. if we could. <laughs> so, but it's as simple as getting. We like to have about a dozen people there for the dinner. It's a large table, but that you know, it's not too little that that somebody feels hyper focused on. But it's not too many they can't get a word in. Mm-hmm. So ten to twelve is a really cool number. Right. right. And then we have somebody with some culinary skill. It doesn't have to be a chef, you know, mm-hmm. but just somebody who enjoys cooking because any time you get around good food, you know, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And then um, so we'll, I usually will get two other couples maybe that share this idea mm-hmm. with me and invite them to say, hey, let's invite somebody who thinks – who is a friend who has a different worldview than right, we do. Right. So we want diversity at the table. That's kind of the point. Yeah, and and uh, so continue. Oh yeah, so so we will invite them, pick a date and uh, night when might work for most people, and uh, sometimes we'll do some little paper invitation, but usually just simple as an email, and just we don't oversell it. Just mm-hmm. come to dinner, yeah, because it you know it's an adventure, yep. and uh, so we're not going to tell you too much, but. Yeah. But I, we've never had anybody disappointed nobody's, that they came. You know, it's got uh, up and left. Yeah, it's a <laughs> very unique, rich. It's a valuing experience, yeah. and boy, we don't have enough of that. Yeah, and we don't have enough people really listening yeah. to one another. Yeah. Well, it's it's a lot different than just getting together and shooting the breeze or talking politics or this or that or what's wrong with the country and uh, trying to solve the world's problems. But uh, this this goes deep goes deep into the soul. Yeah, and and allows people to kind of reach down in and, and and bring up some stuff, and some of it may be a little bit ugly, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but people have to share uh, yeah. what's going on with them, especially yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to continue this series. Uh, you know, a few weeks yet. See how far we go. But uh, again, you can catch up if you've missed any of the previous two by going to nine four one the voice slash game plan for life and it's all on podcast and these would be the most recent ones at the top uh, i would like to encourage our listeners to consider something like this and and get john's help get his get his little book his guide for setting up an adventure dinner and you may find it to be something really really special so john thank you again for being a guest on game plan for life and we'll look forward to next saturday my privilege Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Hollingshead Eye Center, see the difference experience makes. For more information, 208-336-8700. Christian Brothers Automotive. Security Gold and Silver, a reliable source for your bullion investment. Domino's, oh yes we did. Rocket Express Car Wash, it's a blast. Diamond Heating and Cooling, Boise Prostodontics, and Hoffman Auto Body. Hoffman Auto Body, someone you can trust. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the Game Plan for Life. Have a great weekend. And remember, no game plan, no victory.